So if you need a catalytic converter, take your car to Liechtenstein. Yeah, it seems like they're the Radio Shack of Europe. Welcome to the Hats All We Know podcast. We're your hosts, Chris and David. If this is your first time with us, welcome. If you're a returning listener, welcome back, and you know the drill. We go through four random facts that we each found interesting throughout the past week, starting always off with a hat fact. And I think after, what is this, 46 episodes, I finally welcomed back the returning listeners. Yeah, look at you go. It didn't even take till 78. It might have been because I edited the last one like three days ago. Regardless, you did it. I did it. All right, now we, now we build up a streak. Now we just keep going. I'll forget by the next time. Yeah, you will. But we always start off with a hat fact, and David is in charge of those because he knows way too many things about hats. Oh, I'm nodding. Sorry, <laughs> I realized. I keep doing that. That's an audio. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. I definitely have a face for radio, so that's perfect. Um. Anyway, <laughs> today we are going to be talking about the Hamburg hat. I'm assuming that's in Germany. Okay. Well, the question is going to be where or what was it named after, so that's a thing. Uh, <laughs> is it the city in Germany? Bad Hamburg, spelled Bad Hamburg. I just thought it was Hamburg. Well, there's multiple Hamburgs. This one is Bad Hamburg. Bad means bath. And I'm probably, again, butchering these, but it's spelled B-A-D, so I'm trying. <laughs> that's bad. Bad Hamburg. Bad. Bad Hamburg. Oof. Yeah, no, it's actually one of the, like, richest cities in Germany. Ah, they named it bad to trick us. That, yes. It's it's like the Iceland-Greenland trick. Yeah. Except they have a casino, so I don't think they're tricking anybody. They're, they're known for their healing spas. Is that after I lose all my money at the casino? Yes, heal away the, the, the pain, I think. Yeah. I think that's the idea. Okay. So that way, you forget about it, and then bring more money back to the casino. To leave there, obviously. Isn't, yeah, I mean, that's the point of a healing spa and casinos. Yeah. You bring the money with you to leave it there. Yeah, you don't take it out. Ah. It's a very safe bank. It is. Yeah, casinos are are very good banks for, you know. Themselves. I was going to say, not the people depositing the money. (laughs) Themselves. They're very good banks for themselves. Yeah, they are are one of the better banks for themselves. So so now you have to come up with a new question? I do. You know what? I feel like it's an obscure enough hat that uh, not a lot of people know exactly what it is uh, i have not a clue what it looks like exactly so that's gonna be my question what do you think a uh, homburg hat looks like i can give you uh some famous people that have worn it please you enjoy world war ii so we'll go with a winston churchill okay i know you have watched again as you said uh, multiple times way too many world war ii documentaries so i know you've seen it way too many times i know i just finished watching another one on netflix let's see if you can recall the hat he was wearing in every single one of them. Well, not all of them show his hat. Yeah, I feel like seeing him without a hat is about the same as seeing me without a hat. It's technically possible, but it rarely happens. I'm also not paying attention to his hat. Who, how can you not be paying attention to a hat when you're watching something? That's like the main thing you look at. Well, because they're showing Churchill while they're showing the destruction of London during the Blitzkrieg of London, during the bombing of London. I'm more looking at the destruction or the meeting of, you know, FDR trying to not look like he has polio, Stalin looking like the stereotypical Russian. But again, he's always wearing the hat. I figured at one point you would at least... So were the other two. You noticed he was wearing a hat pretty much in every scene, so I thought you might actually look at it once. Maybe once in the thousands of hours you've watched? It's like a, it's like a shorter hat. Okay. It's not like a top hat. Okay. All right. Not a top hat. Got it. What other descriptors do we have? I think I'm on the right track so far. I. It is not a top hat. I agree with that. <laughs> yeah. Nailing it so far. You are. I'm proud. Honestly, this is a more entertaining question. I don't know why <laughs> I thought of anything else. <laughs> Oh, was it? I honestly think feel like it's like a maybe like a, a half like that's like two inches above your head. Okay. And then with like the uh kind of like brim 
maybe in the front. I don't know. Okay, so like a baseball hat? Kind of, but I feel like it's not that large of a... Okay. Oh, yeah, that's the main thing. He, he was always smoking like a cigar. I'm sorry. You know the cigar, but you don't know the hat. <laughs> and you say you're not hat. paying attention to anything but the, you know, the main action going on, but you know the cigar. <laughs> I don't look at hats. I only own like 12. <laughs> I think a lot of people will tell you that's more than a normal person. I've actually tried to look that up uh, before to see how many... Uh, hats that the average person owns for some reason i haven't really found a large survey of that yet you're above that you're above the average i can guarantee that oh 100 yeah no i i skew the average <laughs> you're the reason we actually go to the median oh yeah instead of the average got it yeah i was like why do we go to the median if you're also over the average so i have no idea what this hat looks like clearly um it isn't a top hat it's essentially a bowler hat with if you were to imagine somebody whacking the top of it with a stick to make a like a crease in the top okay it's kind of like a cowboy hat crease. Yeah, sort of like a cowboy hat crease. Also, it's typically made of like silk or other. Oh, finally a hat not made of wool. Felt as well. Oh, yeah. Any hat's going to be made of felt too. And it also typically has a finished edge to the rim, uh, the brim. So essentially just a piece of cloth that's laid around the outside so that it, the edges aren't fraying and it looks finished. For half a second, I thought you said finish. Fini yeah, no. So it was originally made in Germany and then they just send it to the finish to put a band around the outside. That's how that works. Yeah, okay. Um, also called a gutter hat for obvious reasons. I can see that. Looks like a gutter in the middle. Yeah. Also, uh, what I was talking about, the bowler of somebody hitting it, it with the stick, one of the possible origins. I mean, with hats, it's kind of hard. And really, with anything, it's kind of hard to pin down, like, this is the exact time. We have all these, like, historic documents. We know all this stuff about the history, and we don't know the origin of a hat. Well, so, it's it's similar to evolution in which multiple species can have the same evolution, even if they have nothing to do with each other. Fair. Like, multiple species can evolve flight, even if they, you know, didn't evolve it from a common ancestor. Exactly. Yeah, we we, we would let nature do the thing, and then we go, thank you very much, we'll take that. Like needles. Mm. They're trying to make needles like mosquito noses. Yeah, we could have done without needles. Because you don't really feel mosquitoes, so the idea is they wanted to make the uh, needle so you didn't really feel it. Yeah, we could, we could do without needles. I mean, I feel like injections are kind of important, particularly... You know, vaccines. Just a thought. Yeah, and it was in my left arm, and I stared as far over my right shoulder as I could. Yeah, why do I feel like you kind of owled it and ended up just looking behind you for somehow? It was about... It was about there? Yeah? Yeah, yeah. Okay, got it. Uh, so all of you at home, uh, just so you're aware, it was about there. At least I'm not the only one that forgot this is a video. But yeah, so anyway, the um, the bowler hat and hitting it with a stick. One of the possible origins is there was a politician in Italy that got attacked uh, on the way to parliament and he got hit in the head with a pipe and it creased his bowler. Um, he also got stabbed three times. So like, it wasn't a great scenario. What, do you have a brick in the hat? How did a pipe not just go straight to his skull? It's a bowler. Remember the bowlers were invented so that when people hit their heads on branches, it wouldn't hurt? Yeah. They're kind of like four helmets a person swinging a pipe i feel like got some little more force than a branch on a head oh i'm sure it gave him a concussion he also got stabbed three times so i feel like hitting and getting hit in the head wasn't the biggest of his worries did he make it to parliament yeah impressive yeah no uh yeah uh and then people later thought that uh they actually dropped the investigation of it because they thought it was faked um <laughs> however there were some convenient deaths anyway that's a story on its own. Well, it sounds like he had better doctors than the ones that... Yeah, they didn't try to cut them up and remove bones. Fa fairly vital bones, I'd say. Anyway, <laughs> the idea is that there was a, again, Italy with uh, Milan nearby. They're kind of known for hats in the area. And so the idea is that one of the hatters in the area uh, went, I like that style, and started selling the hats named after him in his style, and it caught on in that area. And again, they're very similarly shaped, so it's kind of 
that's why it, it's unclear. However, Bot Homburg seems to be the, the origin. Also, Kaiser Wilhelm had a hunting hat that looks very, very similar that it was kind of based off of. And his cousin, Edward VII, who royal lineage, King Edward VII was ruler after Queen Victoria and before uh, King George. The first? Fifth, like turn of the century area. 1900s. Yeah, because Kaiser Wilhelm was the last ruler of Prussia. Ah, good old Prussia. But anyway, his hunting hat was very similar and the idea is it might be based off of that and they have a museum in the area. Huh. And a very okay. famous um, uh, hat company, which is kind of who made them. However, they don't anymore because of the Great Depression. It, they had to close. But at the time, that was the place to get hats. Well, speaking of at the time, my first fact this week is was only available in 2011 because I checked today and couldn't find it. I'm sorry, you checked in 2011 for this podcast? That's some that's some forethought. No, I checked today to see if a fact that I was that I'm going to use is still available or not. It's not. Sadly, it is. Not. I'm really confused. Well, we haven't been able to travel anywhere since, you know, March 13th, 2020. Yep. I mean, before that, but yeah. For sure, that day. That that was the last time that I could travel if I, you know... Wanted to. Had the means and wanted to. Yeah. So people want to take vacations. I, I like this train of thought. You know, maybe eventually... Much like you would take a vacation to Bad Humburg. Yeah, you could go to Germany. You could go to France. You could go to Switzerland, Sweden. Don't go to Alabama. Yeah, yeah. Uh, if we could ever go to Europe again, you know you could go to Europe. Well, if you were rich enough, you could rent out the country of Liechtenstein. Question. Yes. What? Yeah, you could rent out Liechtenstein, the country. It has, so you were, this was on Airbnb. Okay. With a uh, Liechtenstein, like, business promoter thing. It was like a realtor that they had to deal with that you could rent out Liechtenstein. It could accommodate 450 to 900 people. The country can? Yeah. I feel like they have a little bit more. Well, visitor for your stay. Also, if you rent out Liechtenstein, do you become the leader? <laughs> Probably not. Then I feel like you're not renting it out. Per se. I guess that would be renting it. Yeah. Yeah, it's rent. Do you get to change the flag? Because, you know, it's still too close to the Haiti flag. They used to have the same one. Uh, no. They have a population of 38,378 in 2019. Yeah, so I feel like that's a couple more than 450. Well, they can only accommodate that many. They have 500 plus bedrooms and bathrooms, though. In the country? Yeah, on the Airbnb listing. 500 plus bedrooms and bathrooms. I'm going to err <laughs> on the plus side of, of the 500. Seems like, a, seems like a good guess. I really hope <laughs> it's on the plus side. Otherwise, that's rough. <laughs> How much do you think this costs on Airbnb? Okay, this is a legitimate thing you could still do. This wasn't the one that you looked up and you couldn't do anymore? No, this is the one I looked up. I looked up Airbnbs in Liechtenstein. You could get one for 11 bucks, but it was technically in Sweden about a mile of order. Wait, you could get an Airbnb in Liechtenstein that was actually in Switzerland? Yeah, it wasn't actually in Liechtenstein. It was literally like a mile from the border. Inside of Liechtenstein itself, $44 for a mountaintop Airbnb. It has heating. Question, how many people does that accommodate? Uh, you would have, it was a guest suite that you had to yourself, so probably two to four. Also, according to Google, a flight to Liechtenstein costs about $820. All right, so I'm going to go with three people in the two to four mix, right? Yeah, actually it looked really nice too, this listing. So on that math, uh, the entire country to rent it out of the 450 people would be about 150 times that. Okay. So I'm going to guess uh, $6,600 because 150 times 44 is 66. It's a little bit more than that. I feel like usually when you do bulk, you get a better rate. Nah, it's, it's a little bit more. You're renting out a whole country. Yeah, but I'm still confused. What do you mean by renting out the country? You can rent out the country. Do you mean like there's a button you can click where all the Airbnbs in Liechtenstein 
are now rented for you throughout the country? I assume this was just a listing. It was in response to a Snoop Dogg tried to do it to film a music video there. Okay. But he didn't give them enough notice, so it got declined. I'm still real confused, but I'm going to go with $3.7 million if Snoop can afford it. Oh, it's actually very affordable for Snoop. So it's a 70K a night, $70,000 per night, minimum two night stay. So you need $140,000. See, that's an amount that a person could, could do. reasonably <laughs> scrape up at some yeah. point in their lives to rent a country for two days. Yeah, there's a couple towns in Austria you can rent for 65000 Again, I don't understand what renting a town means. Like, am I now in charge of that town? Do I get to make laws? Like, I don't think you can make laws. I assume you can just like take over the town. Also, how do the people in Liechtenstein feel about their country being up for rent officially? I think they're okay with it. There's only, there's under 40,000 of them. It's less than a 62 square mile country. If you do schedule this, by the way, but you can't make it, something else comes up. If you're a Snoop Dogg, you gotta go film Plazanted Earth. Fair. You can cancel up to 30 days prior to your reservation for 50% of your money back. That's nice of them. Because if you are going to rent out a whole country, they're going to keep some of it. Right, obviously. Um. So you said 62,000 square feet? 62 square miles. Sorry, 62 square miles. One it's sec. tiny. If I ever want to become an Olympian, I'm just going to move to Liechtenstein, become a citizen there. So I can become an Olympian. I like my chances. Well, again, that was how Haiti and Liechtenstein found out they had the same flags was at the Olympics. Yeah, but my chances of one in 40,000 is a lot better than one in 330 million. You know what? That math checks out. I can do math. Also, uh, fun fact, that that ratio of uh, 70,000 a night for 62 square miles comes out to about a little under 20 cents uh, per square mile per night. That's not bad. Very affordable, especially think about it too. You, this accommodates up to 900 people, so you can get 900 of your closest friends to split this. Mm-hmm. With the slight issue of you need 900 close friends. Right. Yeah, that's where I'm at is why why would I ever want to be in a place where I'm coordinating 900 people's reservations? No, you just coordinate, you know, the actual air, the renting of the country. They have to figure out the rights. Right. But like, theoretically, they'd be paying you back. I don't want to have to chase down 900 people for money. You would do it, though. I mean, yeah, for 70K a night, you kind of have to. Oh, actually, wait a second. That's uh, that's less than 80 bucks a night if you do 900 people. Yeah, it's actually reasonably affordable if you have 900 people. All right. So now I just need to find 899 other people have somebody else pay for it and coordinate it. One of those 899 needs to be very... Right, and then we could just Venmo them back. Yeah. I also still don't understand what, what renting out a country entails. Am I now in charge of the infrastructure? None of the articles I read were clear on what actually... That seems like bad journalism. I think it was more of a gimmick to boost the tourism industry in Liechtenstein. Well, I mean, that would do it, yeah. Which I assume is as good as the tourism industry in Alabama. Well, Alabama has the Alabama... Uh, Auburn football game. That's not tourism. That's in-state, out-of-state tourism to Alabama. They got the Gulf Shore, but most people go to Panama City Beach or Florida. Or, or New Orleans. Or Bourbon Street. Yeah, I don't know that I can name a city in Alabama. I also can't name a city in Liechtenstein, so like... Your point stands pretty well. I can do a couple Alabama cities. I can't do any else. Really? You, you didn't you didn't even look up the capital? Uh, give me a give me a few seconds here, please. Mm -hmm. The capital is Vaduz. V a d d u z. Uh, they do speak German, so it's probably not pronounced that way. Honestly, you probably had about as good of a pronunciation as I did. So par for the course. Yeah, but under eighty bucks a night per person for a country, not bad. Liechtenstein is a very rich country. It's per capita GDP, so gross domestic product per person. Mm -hmm. is $165,028. It's the second highest in the world. What do they export? I don't know. 
With 62 square miles, how, like, what do they have? Are they just really good at training, like, lawyers or something? It, the one higher than it is the tax haven of Monaco, which is an estimated of one-third population of the millionaires in the world. Yeah, that checks. Who has zero national debt? What's that like? Okay, I just want to say that I typed in Liechtenstein and um, I spelled it correctly. Oh, how'd you do that? I still don't know how to spell it. It's L-I-E. Hell, I don't know if it's pronounced Liechtenstein. But again, I want to change their flag. Like, I know they changed it and put the seal in the top left, but it's just... Uh, I like how both of them just looked at each other and went, uh, put a seal on it and call it a day. Yep. <laughs> they actually looked at each other. Shit. We've vetted this, I thought. Uh, to be fair, uh, Liechtenstein and Haiti. I don't feel like there are a lot of people in either one of them to be able to travel. Well, Liechtenstein's a bunch of rich people, so they can travel, but they're not traveling to Haiti. Fair. Oh, mm, this is going to come off poorly. But it looks like they're essentially Radio Shack. Like, they make a lot of uh, ele- electric goods and, uh, make like, specialty machinery, uh, audio connections, video connections, uh, hmm. vehicle parts, electrical equipment, optical products. Yeah, so. So if you need a catalytic converter, take your car to Liechtenstein. Yeah, it seems like they're the Radio Shack of Europe. Would you like to move on to your second fact of the week? Sure. Or my other fact uh, is going to be about water purification. Everybody's favorite topic. Ooh. It's not dry in the slightest, I promise. Boo. Thank you. Thank you. I'll be here all week. Boo. Um, thank you. Right. The booing uh, actually gives me more energy. I don't know if you know that. What about the mooing? Uh, mooing mooing's also good because I grew up a fan of Cal Ripken from the Orioles and, you know, Cal Ripken. Okay. The second one was a movie. Okay. I like it. I, both of them honestly give me life. It's like the Monsters, Inc. The laughing actually is more energy than the, you know, screaming. It's it's yeah. the same idea. <laughs> Booing me, makes me know that I did it so well that you don't want to say anything, but it's just so bad that you have to. Yeah. So on that note, a couple places in Poland, namely Warsaw. Oh, the capital. There we are. Also known for a pack. They use an animal to make sure their water supply stays pure and test the water supply for them. Okay. So you know how like a lot of times people will be like, it's like your brain's being operated by a monkey pulling levers. It's essentially that like these animals are in control of whether or not a city gets water or whether it shuts down. Is that not how my brain works? No, no, I'm sorry. Uh, it is not a monkey inside pulling levers. The monkey's pressing buttons. Ah, damn it. Yeah, I know. Oh, life's a lie now. I, yeah, when I found that out, I was, I was, you know, it explains why they can do it so quickly though. It's true. Levers would take more time, yeah. Or maybe, maybe ADD brains are the ones with buttons because you can do it a lot quicker. Whereas like... Like, normal people brains are levers. <laughs> the ADD brains are just, you know, the monkeys are just going constantly. Just they're playing DDR, <laughs> actually. Yeah, they're just playing DDR. That's that's how that gets controlled. Am I going to have to guess what animal? Yes. Okay. If it helps, Poznan, eh, Poland, uh, I tried. And uh, this one's rough. Minneapolis. Minnesota. Yeah. Also use a similar system with the same or like animal. Hmm. Well, since Minnesota uses it, I feel like my guess isn't going to be that good. I mean, you never know. Though maybe. It's a northern state. It, it could be an animal that they could import if they're that effective at it. I was more thinking it's a northern state. Mm-hmm. You know that these water facilities can also be inside, right? Yeah. Okay. But I was just assuming we were, they were going to use a bear. A bear to test the water supply and just shut it off when it's not great? Yeah. If the bear, you know, the bear doesn't taste like a salmon could live in it. There's, uh, nope. Uh, you're a lot closer than you think. Uh, with. Really? If it tastes, <laughs> if it, if it, more with, not with the bear. The bear is very bad. Oh. Hilarious, but very bad. <laughs> I was hoping I was closer with the bear than the actual tasting of the water. No, yeah. It, it's actually Yogi Bear. Hey, boo-boo. Um, that, you know, or Smokey the Bear. Only you can prevent forest fires and toxic water. But with the, the tasting, uh, that's actually pretty close. 
I mean, I assume it's okay. So if it's tasting it, the animal has a tongue or some sort of orifice that they can get water into. Ah, so it is some type of fish. No, that no wasn't very convincing. Well, there's a word before the fish jellyfish. Mm. Uh, this word describes Kobe Bryant's play during games in basketball with relation to his teammates. Shoot the ball fish. Shellfish. Oh, okay. he was very shellfish with the ball, which to be fair, he was also much better than everybody else on the team. So it made sense. Yeah, he was. Yeah. Um, yeah, there, there was a meme and it was a controller and it was like normal players pass, dribble, whatever. Kobe dribble, shoot. Yeah. And he won seven. He won what? Five championships? I mean, there's a reason that he he kept the ball is because he made it. Every, you know, he was good. Yep. There's a reason you yell Kobe when you try to throw something in a trash can. Yep. And then when you miss, you yell Shaq. Um, but yeah, so it's a, it's a type of shellfish. Okay. Do they import it or is it naturally occurring? It is naturally occurring actually in uh, rivers and lakes nearby. They actually source them from rivers and lakes nearby. Okay, so it's going to eliminate the Alaskan king crab. I would agree. The Baradite crab, pretty much any crab in the Bering Sea. Mm-hmm. There's most of the selfish that I know. Mm-hmm. Um, mollusks? Yeah, so clams, mussels and such. They use mussels? Yeah, mussels and clams. Is there a specific type of mussel, like the zebra mussel? It's... You know me. I'm always going to ask the questions. You hope I don't. The one I didn't look up. Yep. <laughs> well, I just know that the lakes in Lake in Michigan have an issue with uh, the Great Lakes specifically have an issue with zebra mussels coming over on boats. Mussels can live in fresh and salt water. Um, so it's the freshwater ones, obviously, because if it were the saltwater ones, then they'd think that the ocean water is what we want. Be impressed that we got the saltwater ones in Poland. Don't we think they have a border with a sea? Take that back. Don't they have a pretty big border with the sea? Yeah. On the north side? Yeah. Yeah, what sea is they're right next to Germany. I'm aware. They got invaded on September 1st, 1939. And you don't know what the hat looks like in all of those that you watched. No. Um, I will I will have to look up the type, but it's it's really basically just the local clams because the idea is they're getting the clams from uh, locally sourced water so that they're used to that kind of water and they like that water. And clams and mussels basically just kind of open their mouth a little bit to filter the water. Uh, mm-hmm. And then if it senses any sort of like pesticides or uh, heavy metals or th- something, Thing like that um they clam up uh and shut how does this work in the u.s like our water is horribly tainted i feel like they wouldn't filter anything well actually so the chesapeake bay we're trying to introduce the oysters back into the bay um because they're so good at filtering the water and cleaning it how's that going oh uh, it's actually going really well as we uh add more oysters the water's getting a lot better to the point where like you don't die if you try to go swimming in it now well that's no fun there was one point in baltimore harbor where it just smelled horrible and the water was opaque green you could not see like an inch into the water and it was just green that's just baltimore hey no chicago's the one that dyes the river green <laughs> baltimore figured out how to do it naturally maryland's kind of known for seafood um and so the oysters in particular were popular just a little bit with seafood. so they just scraped up all of them and then they were like huh why is the water getting bad we can't figure it out um and then they were like maybe it's all the oysters we got rid of let's uh let's introduce them back see what happens and it's working better it's a hell of a u.s problem to have but let's destroy this entire <laughs> ecosystem <laughs> Why isn't it? Why aren't you working? Why aren't you doing what you're supposed to, ecosystem? <laughs> Shit, what went wrong? Oh, maybe we shouldn't have taken all of those things out. Oh, let's put them back. Oh, it's better now. Honestly, the fact that we realized it before, while we were still able to put them back, I feel like that's an improvement for most of what we've done. It is, yeah. But yeah, so also if you're wondering how a clam just being open a slight amount and then closing stops the water supply. I don't know if you thought about that one. Yeah, how's closing stop the water supply? Yeah, so what they do... There's less resistance? Is they stick up... They essentially hot glue a magnet on a spring on the top of the clamshell. Now I feel like we're torturing an animal. I mean, like it scrapes off, it, it comes off fine. So they, they only work three months three month shifts and then they put them back in the same river or lake that they found them and just kind of like put an X on top of them so they know not to pick those again. So all of the 
the clams and mussels and such, specifically at the Warsaw, because there's a uh, documentary about it. Is it on Netflix? I, I couldn't find it, but it's called Fat Kathy. Okay, I'll look for it. I don't know. I couldn't find it on Netflix, but it's called Fat Kathy. Uh, but anyway, so they essentially figure out how open the clam is normally with good water. There's a two month or two week what they call acclimation period from when they pick them out of the river to when they put them in the you know water. Um, And then after that, they just for three months just kind of sit there. And then when the water, if the water gets bad, they shut and it shuts down the water so that the scientists can figure out what's wrong with it. And it doesn't pass along all of the toxic water to the people. So there's some clams and mussels that are in charge of the water supply for millions of people. And there's eight of them. Again, this is in Warsaw. They only do eight at a time. I was like, there's a finite number of clams that they can use if they refuse to reuse them. I don't know how often clams reproduce or how that happens. Um, really? I figured that would actually be a kind con- I figured that would be a fact you would know. How clams reproduce? No, not a clue. Okay. I think the barnacle has the longest male reproductive system relative to size. It's like 30 times its size. I feel like that's kind of long. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's like your intestine, but for the reproductive system. Yeah, shout out to uh, animal expert Ron McGill on the Dan Lebedard show for that one. I'm sorry. Again, you know that, but not the shape of a hat. Yes. What's the confusing part here? It just hurts. Honestly, it just hurts. Um, But yeah, I just love that we use clams. And if they sense the water's bad, they go, nope. And then the entire system like sends off alarms and such. No water today. Exactly. All because of a bunch of clams were like, um, this is Dasani. No. <laughs> yeah, Dasani's not. Mm-mm. Well, you know, I get stuck on themes. And most of the time I have an unintentional theme of somehow both of my facts are from some random year like 1872. Ooh, what's this year? Is it a month? It is not. No. Is it a day? 2011 in Liechtenstein. This happened in 1970. My second one. Okay, the one similar. If we're if we're really rooting for things here, <laughs> none of them have been intentional. It's just as I'm writing my notes, I'm like, oh, both of these happened in the same. Year. Damn it! I feel like it would be harder for you to find one intentional. It might actually. Yeah. So we're gonna talk about the only unsolved hijacking on U.S. soil: the lovely DB Cooper case. I'm sorry. Did you add the lovely, or is that how it's known? Oh, I added the lovely. It's just D.B. Cooper. The lovely D.B. Cooper. He was a lovely man. Or woman. You said it was unsolved. It is unsolved. We still don't know. And like D.B. really feels like Deborah Barbara. Well, D.B. is actually a mistake. Oh. Um. He actually, sorry, they actually said their name was Dan Cooper on the plane. That was a fake name. Shockingly enough, Hijacker didn't use his real name. Okay, so it is a guy. Well, their real name. I'm gonna say. But like you said, it's you said it's unsolved. Did the plane crash? No. Yeah, then they know if it's a guy. Or, like they know generally what the person looks like, Ren. I'm pretty sure it's a male based on the. It's a very famous guy. Okay. Um. So, but it was Dan Cooper. But a member of the press misheard this during one of the FBI like updates, and instead of Dan Cooper, they heard DB Cooper. Ran with that. That's what caught on. So. That's how he became known as D.B. Cooper instead of Dan Cooper. I know I'm going out on a limb here, but I feel like not even getting the alias correct might be a cause (laughs) of this being unsolved. Like, I feel like not knowing the name that they went by as a fake name uh, doesn't help you find the person. There's a few other issues why one unsolved. Okay. But did they pay the ransom in uh, Ethereum, Bitcoin, Dogecoin? Because that's how that goes, right? It was actually uh, before its kind cryptocurrency. Kind crypto? Yeah. Uh, It was in... $20 $20 bills. Ah, unmarked, uh, non-consecutive $20 bills? No, they were marked. Not that I've watched too many crime. Oh. They, they were marked. Wait, they were marked and they still couldn't get the person? Well, they knew the serial numbers. This was 1971. I don't know if they had, like, the exploding paint yet, but they, like, handed him 
the ransom in $20 bills, and they knew all the serial numbers of the bills, so if they were ever used, they could figure out where it went. Did, were they ever used? Feels weird to ask for money and then never use it. So this happened on November 24th, 1971. How much, before we get into were they ever used or not, mm-hmm. how much did D.B. Cooper get in ransom? He was on a short flight from Portland to Seattle. It's like a 30-minute flight. Is that like one of those small propeller planes? Probably. Where you already feel like you're in the cockpit? Uh, it wasn't, oh, not fully sure on the plane. It was definitely a smaller plane. Okay. But he showed a note to a flight attendant, said that he had a bob on board in his briefcase, flashed his briefcase, it was a bunch of wires. It's a flight attendant, even if they're not connecting anything, you're going to assume that's a bomb. Right. Also, even if the person doesn't tell you that's a bomb, if you see a bunch of wires coming out of a briefcase, you're going to assume that's a bomb. Yeah. So they land in Seattle, the passengers get off, he keeps the cap, the pilot, like co-captain, and a couple of flight attendants as like hostages. He wants to fly to Mexico, so they refuel the plane, give him his ransom. That's actually relatively, like, nice to let all the passengers off. Like, I realized that he didn't want all of them on the plane to, you know, either overpower him or get in the way, but still pretty nice just letting them all go about their day. Well, they refueled the plane at the Seattle-Tacoma airport. Um, he had them fly to low altitude, like below 10,000 feet and at a low speed, below 200 miles per hour. Yeah, you know, low speed. That's like jogging speed. For a plane that's literally like a... Oh, that's fair. Fast walking speed. The, the lowest you need to keep uh, elevated to that yeah. uh, for that long? But that used up more fuel so we're gonna have to stop in reno nevada to like refuel i believe and then somewhere between seattle and reno he jumped out of the plane because part of his demands were also four parachutes two parachutes two reserve chutes the money really nice that he you know thought about the other people on the plane to get them parachutes just in case but he only used the parachutes did he take all four he took one in the reserve okay well yeah because you're not about to jump out of a plane with only one parachute (laughs) i'm not about to jump out of a plane put it that way but yeah but how much money he got during all this 1971, by the way. Keep that in mind. It's below a million. Yeah, I was going to guess like in the tens of thousands. Higher than tens of thousands. 666,666 with 66 cents. That actually would have been a good one. That might have been a little high though. Okay, I figured if it's an amount that you're asking, it's going to be a weird amount, like oddly specific. He got it all in 20s. Sorry. 66,660. <laughs> no. Uh, 200,000. Yeah, I, I, I half said it, but... Oh. Uh, 200,000. That tells you how much I pay attention. <laughs> yeah. 200,000, all in 20s. Okay. Did they just hand it through the, like, did they have one of the passengers go back on the plane to give it to him, or how'd that work? I don't know how he got it. Okay. But he got his money and jumped out of the plane at 8.13 p.m. Pacific Coast time, I assume. And they're basing that off of that's when the back of the plane, the, like, cargo bay door opened, and there was a jolt in the back of the plane, which is probably when there was a human standing there, and they jumped off. Yeah, this is a tiny plane for a human jumping out of a plane to jolt it. Well, but he got away. Maybe. Did he go to Vegas with it? No. They've, um, they found three packets of the $20,000, of the $200,000. Um, two of them were completely full of 100, 100 stacks of $20 bills. Okay. One of them only had 90. Okay. So that's only some of the money. So there's still other money that we've never found. That's all the money that has been found. And that was in the woods of like Oregon. What? Is this going to lead back to Bigfoot somehow? Is this just an elaborate Bigfoot joke? No, most people believe that D.B. Cooper did not survive parachuting out of the plane because the conditions in which he did it were very unsurvivable. Like the winds at the altitude that he was at was 200 plus miles an hour. So 200 plus, that's faster than the plane was going. Yeah, it was It was insane winds. It was like in a storm, like professional people that were that parachute for a living. I'm like, I would never consider even jumping in that. That's suicide. So that's like when the, the guy goes, you'll never catch me alive because it's true at that time. Yeah, this is actually part of the movie plot of Without a Paddle. One of the few movies I have seen. <laughs> 
Okay. People get stranded in the woods. They meet D.B. Cooper's partner. They find D.B. Cooper's bones and the money that he didn't burn to stay alive because it was his partner's share. That part's all fictional. That's, again, nice of him to not burn his partner's share. The case was officially suspended on July 8th, 2016. The FBI is no longer actively investigating it. That is a while. So they didn't find any of the other bills that had been spent? Nope. None of the serial numbers have ever been used. However, people created counterfeits with because the FBI published a list of serial numbers. Why? So that way businesses knew. Like, if it was 1970, you know, look up, this is the serial number of a 20 that comes into your score. Please let us know. It's from a hijacker. Uh, two people create a counterfeit one with some of those serial numbers to swindle a journalist out of 30000 in an interview saying that they were D.B. Cooper. What was the money for? The 30000 Yeah. I think to have the exclusive of these people are D.B. Cooper. Right. But, like, theoretically, they would have the money. So did they pay the journalist to come interview them? They flashed the serial numbers that matched up. So the journalist was like, oh, these, these people have the money that hasn't been spent. They're probably that. And then they paid them thirty k. Okay. And then... It was a scam. Yeah. Did, was it like Monopoly money? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> that'd be that'd be a that'd be a really bad scam. It was real enough a journalist paid thirty thousand dollars in the seventies, so that's pretty good. Well, real enough for a journalist to accept thirty thousand of it, I guess. No, the journalist paid them thirty thousand dollars for like the rights to the story. Ah, were those people caught? Yeah. Okay. Okay. So DB Cooper's luck apparently doesn't translate. No, it's only to him. Got it. Maybe. Maybe to him. Well, he got the money. He did. Well, I guess, but it depends on uh, you know, what do you consider him getting the money? Him actually holding it in his hands or him being able to like you know walk away and use it he he physically held it in his hands was it in a briefcase with a bunch of wires maybe yeah the fbi bombed it well i i would say they bombed it they didn't figure out who he was yeah all right you want to wrap this up uh you're in charge of wrapping it up i figured i said it this time so like you have to do it oh do you want me to do it Thank you for listening to another episode of the Hats All We Know podcast. We're your host, Chris and David. If you enjoyed the episode, please tell a friend. If you didn't enjoy learning about D.B. Cooper or clams that keep water clean or the hat that Winston Churchill wore during World War II, which apparently I don't pay attention to these documentaries. Sorry, but you can tell your enemy about us. And if you did enjoy it, or if you want to tell your enemy more effectively, go over to our social media pages on Twitter and Instagram at Hats All We Know, no apostrophe, and you can... Send them our way. Also, uh, if you did enjoy it, please uh, leave us a comment, a like, a star, a thumbs up emoji, uh, Homer Simpson just evaporating into a bush gif, something. I don't know what the what all of the uh, apps use, but leave us a review or a, a thing if you enjoyed it. And now a pun. And we are not switching that one. Uh, I was promised four weeks. I think it'd be two. Um, so, David? Last week of <laughs> July, it's you. Uh, so david and uh, now a pun <laughs> more of a knock knock joke but we'll go with it actually not not a knock knock joke just actually more of a joke well what is it what's winston churchill's favorite food clamenstein no a hamburger boo have fun <laughs>